0: Welcome to Mexico Unexplained, where we will explore the magic, the mysteries, and the miracles of Mexico. This series presents information based partly on theory and conjecture. The podcaster's purpose is to suggest some possible explanation, but not necessarily the only ones to the subjects we will examine. Here is your host, Robert Bitto. Thank you, Anthony Taylor. Welcome and muy bienvenidos to episode number four of Mexico Unexplained where we explore the magic, the mysteries, and the miracles of Mexico. I'm Robert Biddo. Today we are hot on the trail of what has been described as the Latino cousin to North America's Bigfoot. Much like Bigfoot, it is an elusive creature that hunts at night, but this one sucks the blood out of its victims. The name of this vampiric beast is the Chupacabra. The word chupacabra comes from two Spanish words, chupa, suck, and cabra, goat. Unlike many myths and legends that stretch back to times before people can recall dates, we know when the chupacabra first appeared, March of 1995. Yes, that means it was a newly hatched cryptid, the new kid on the block of demons and monsters. Where did it come from? And what does it look like? We'll answer the second question first. There are two types of creatures that have been sighted by people that have been classified as chupacabra. The first is one that looks kind of like a reptile with spikes on its back, standing about four feet tall, often with red eyes and wings kind of like a flying squirrel. The second group of creatures look like a skinny, larger, hunched-over dog with patchy fur or no fur. If you go to our website, MexicoUnexplained.com, you can see an artist's rendition of the animal, and also what is supposedly a captured and killed chupacabra. As I mentioned before, The Chupacabra first appeared in March of 1995, which is just a little over 20 years ago from today, the first airing of this podcast. So he's a relatively new monster. It appeared first not in Mexico, but in Puerto Rico. In the spring of 1995, the residents of two small Puerto Rican towns discovered dead farm animals on their properties, and the animals had two incisions on their necks, and eyewitnesses said all the blood was sucked out of the animals. I learned a new word in the course of this research, exsanguination. That's the act of draining blood. You've gotta love English. Anyway, the creature was not spotted until five months later, and the description was very vivid. The first encounter with the creature was described in detail at the time by the Puerto Rican tabloids and later in a book published in 1997 by Scott Corrales called Chupacabras and Other Mysteries. You can see a brief bibliography at my website of all the books and articles that I could find and that I used to produce this podcast. When doing this research, I was really surprised on how many books there were out there on the chupacabras for children, like it's the newest monster under the bed or something. There wasn't a whole lot of scholarly research done on this topic. Not many serious investigations either. I I wonder what that means. Somewhere between interviewing Shakira and Ricky Martin, Christina Saraleghi on her Univision talk show, also called Critina, oh, that's my bad attempt at a Cuban accent, on that show, she talked about the Chupacabra, and that's when it got international exposure. She brought it up in one of her shows, and soon after that, there was a flurry of sightings that occurred throughout latin america that's when the mexican sightings began soon after that show in 1996 so what can we say about that did the show give people permission to talk about the phenomena or were people just hallucinating was it what they call confabulation when somebody hears or sees something and then internalizes it and it becomes their own memory or their own hallucination? That's an interesting question and we'll talk a little bit about that later. Right now I want to talk a little bit about a few of the stories of note that I stumbled across while I was doing research for this podcast. One curious story was of an older lady who woke up to find a chupacabra in her house and according to the story The creature understands Spanish. So, in the story, the woman yelled at the chupacabra and called it a pendejo, and then the the creature covered its face with its wing, it shivered a little bit, and then it ran and disappeared behind this woman's washing machine. The fact that it seemed to understand Spanish is pretty interesting. In this case, though, I think what happened speaks less about the intelligence of the chupacabra and more about the powers of intimidation of the Mexican Nana. A wave of reports occurred in the late 1990s across northern Mexico and also in the state of Jalisco, which is located in central western Mexico. Many of these sightings were of the wingless, hairless, dog-like creature, not the reptile creature with the spikes on his back and the red eyes that we saw first in Puerto Rico. In May of 1996, there was a rash of sightings in the rural parts of Jalisco, and there were many dead animals with the characteristic bite marks on their necks, especially goats and sheep. There were also some chickens, too, which is kind of weird. The director of the Guadalajara Zoo actually went out to some of these ranches and took plaster casts of footprints and said that the creature was probably just a large dog. Two investigators from Mexico City, their names were Patricia and Mario Mendez Acosta, also traveled out to the country areas of Jalisco to look into the phenomena. They even set up traps to catch the chupacabra, and each time they caught wild dogs. A local police official even made the comment that the local chupacabra phenomena could be explained away by wild dogs, and that the wave of sightings was part of una gran psicosis, a great psychosis. Ironically, throughout Mexico, sightings of the chupacabra have been going down with time. Sightings are now few and far between, compared to the mid and late 90s, when this phenomenon first surfaced. When I was stuck in a Mexican hotel room on a buying trip, it must have been like 2005 or 2006 I was watching TV and there was a movie on I think it was called The Attack of the Chupacabra it was a very low budget Mexican horror film a lot of horror films in Mexico that I've seen are kind of funny and I think they're tongue in cheek, they're not meant to be taken seriously The one movie before the the Chupacabra one, I remember, was a knockoff of Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. It was called Picos. That means in Spanish, beaks. And it was a bunch of pigeons that flew around and attacked people. But anyway, back to the Chupacabra. The movie that I saw had to do with some drunk guy, a borracho that was always out on the town, this drunk Mexican guy. And... He was bitten by one of the chupacabras at night during one of his all-night benders. And then after he was bitten by the creature, he turned into some sort of altered creature who had a taste for blood. And so he was going around the town, and of course, which is typical in, in Mexican horror movies, he was going after the most beautiful, voluptuous, youngest women that he could find and he was biting them and turning them into creatures or killing them. It's almost like the parody of the movie is saying that this is a big joke and that only the gringos would send investigators and take this seriously. It's not anything to be thought about with any sort of seriousness at all. So now we have to ask ourselves... What exactly is this phenomenon and what is this creature? Can we come to any sort of definitive answers? It's good to ask questions about things, but if you just keep questioning, questioning, and questioning and don't come to any conclusions, then you're just kind of wasting your time and spinning your wheels. As I've said before, this show is not to provide confirmation or affirmation. It is supposed to provide information. So you can take the information that I present, and you can go off and maybe look at my website, check out the books and references, and then come to some conclusions on your own. But what I'll do now is I'll go over briefly what other people have found out about this creature, notably in Puerto Rico and in Mexico, and also the southwestern United States because there are a lot of purported sightings in Texas and the borderlands between the United States and Mexico. The early sightings in Puerto Rico of that slightly winged creature that looked like a reptile with the big eyes that was hunched over and was four feet tall, those were initially blamed on UFOs or even the U.S. military. America, according to the locals, In Puerto Rico, America has long used that island as kind of a dumping ground, and some people suspected that the chupacabra was some sort of chimera, the product of some biological experiment that went bad. I also came across a story from a Puerto Rican tabloid about how the creature was being transferred by the U.S. military from a crash-flying saucer, and it got loose after a wreck on a back road. But that's a tabloid for you. We can't really verify its validity. The first and best account of this creature in Puerto Rico was made by Madeline Talentino, And a lot of people have discredited her account of the chupacabra because they say that it's too similar to a creature found in the movie Species, which was released just a few weeks before she had this sighting. So, is this the biggest and best story that we have? The biggest and best eyewitness account that we have? Is it a confabulation? Some of the Mexican and Texan chupacabras have actually been tested and examined, and to a great extent. I have a photo of a chupacabra supposedly killed in South Texas near the Mexican border. Animal experts have claimed that These are dogs, coyotes, or even raccoons with types of mange or scabies, diseases that stress the animals and cause their hair to fall out, make them look disheveled and give them a foul smell. These diseases may also weaken the animals to cause them to go after domestic livestock instead of hunting or foraging normally. There have been formal DNA tests on some of these animals to determine that they are indeed dogs or other known animals. But what would explain those other sightings? The ones where the creature is standing upright, or that it has spikes on its back, or even wings? Is it part of a grand psychosis or an entirely new creature either recently discovered, manufactured in a lab, or imported from another world. Do some research on your own, and you can decide for yourself. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Mexico Unexplained. Please check out our website, MexicoUnexplained.com, and please tell us what you think about what we're doing, give us suggestions for shows in the future, If you know someone who's written a book or can speak somewhat eloquently on a subject of interest, please pass along the information to us at the website. Thank you once again, and we will see you next time.